This episode of the Porter Notes podcast is brought to you by Sheila Trago Baby Quip. Leave the bulky baby gear at home. Traveling with a baby means packing a lot of stuff. Now, instead of lugging everything, you can rent clean and safe baby gear essentials at your destination and have them delivered to your door. Choose from cribs, car seats, strollers, toys, and so much more. If you are in the South Central Wisconsin area, go to babyquip.com backslash Sheila473. That's S-H-I-E-L-A 473. And Sheila Trago will be able to provide you with the baby gear you need. Go to babyquip.com backslash Sheila, S-H-I-E-L-A 473 to find out more. All right, let's get started. This is Alex. This is Lori. <laughs> On the cutting room floor is the the first edition where I was like, this is Lori. He didn't like that I didn't have enthusiasm. You definitely made up for it. <laughs> this is Lori. <laughs> Lori. Yes. What year is this right now as we speak? 2021. And... 10 years ago was? 2011. And what momentous occasion happened in 2011? Hmm. Think real hard if you have to, but I don't think you have to. Hmm. Does anybody else know? I'm sure there are people out there who know. I think there would be people who would know too, because I think it was life-changing for some people. I know it was for us. Oh, it definitely was. It was for our kids, too. It definitely was. They talk all the time about how we spent all their college money. Well, and we did. And there's no... Kids, if you're listening, there's no inheritance. (laughs) Don't plan on it. It all was taken care of 10 years ago. When this happened. Kettle and and cup. cup. (laughs) Kettle and cup. Kettle and cup. Kettle and Cup happened. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little quiz. Oh my. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're gonna ask me things like who was the first person on stage? Well, I you know maybe maybe I was. Maybe I should. I maybe I, I should ask you that because I think you have a better memory than I do. Well, let me ask you. Do you remember what month we opened up in in Oct- 2011? It was October. Yes. Was it October first? I feel like it was. No, maybe it wasn't. Was it? I'm 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 holding my breath in anticipation. Anticipation. It was we don't have the rights to that song. We will get sued. Oh. I'm sure I didn't do it anything like they did. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually October 4th. Okay. And yeah. yes, because I had to make a quick trip to Canada. 
to straighten some stuff out. So that's why we didn't open on the first. We, we actually opened on the fourth. Mm-hmm. For those of you hardcore K and C fans out there, and since you asked, do you remember the first performance on the Kettle and Cup stage? I think. Mm-hmm. Mm, was it Bruce Deflison? It was the obvious. The poet laureate. Yes, it was obvious. Dog, Bruce right. Deflison, and Bill Orth. Before there were the big talkers. Yeah. You know, before that all all came to be. Right. Yes. Yes. Do you remember the first purchase for Kettle and Cup? The first purchase. Mm hmm. I'll give you a hint. I don't think it was the espresso machine. I'll give you a hint. It was the flooring. I will give you a hint. Okay. Because it's not the flooring either. No, it wasn't. It was it was multiple of the same item. Oh, it was our little espresso cups. No. No. You're close. Hmm. Green cups? It were the it it, was yes, the green it was the green cups. cups. We made a purchase of the green cups and again, those of you who are longtime KNC fans or patrons may remember the green cup. The green cup was a refillable cup for in house coffee. For a dollar. For a dollar. Man. Yep. We were giving stuff away. Yep. That's why our kids can't go to college. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But it was, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't, do you remember why it didn't last? Uh, other than the fact that we were going to lose our shirt on it? Because the cups kept breaking and yes. we couldn't find more of them. No, they were, they were really cool vintage mid-century green kind of, not really like a lime green and not an avocado no, like, green. Kind of, kind of like the avocado green that was yeah. on the refrigerators. Yep. And uh, and white on the inside. They mm-hmm. probably should not have ever been like microwaved or something. They they maybe were lined well, just with the lead. Commercial commercial use. Yeah, they they really weren't commercial grade. No. And um, you know, we're no longer in business. So if you uh, if you got some sort of lead poisoning from those cups in the early days, <laughs> sorry. No, they didn't have lead in them. <laughs> They were yes. just ceramic or porcelain or something. The first purchase was indeed the green cup. We also did buy some little espresso cups, which are now here with us. Here, yes. here being Florida. Yes. For those of you that are going to listen to this and maybe don't know, mm-hmm. we no longer have kettle and cup. Obviously, people right. know that, but we have moved and we're in Florida. So, I'm going to ask you a question now. That's not. Uh, there's no definitive answer to this. But what would you say would be your top five? When you think of Kettle and Cup, what are your top five moments? Oh, my goodness. Top five. Mm -hmm. We had some cool things that happened there. We sure did. I loved when we had the full house for Art in the Dark, Jesse Lynn, Shondell Marks, Mm -hmm. uh, Derek Romnerace. Mm-hmm. Open mics. Mm-hmm. I know we did other things that caused the house to be full, but my top thing would be having the place just hopping and full. Those were such fun moments. They were. I. I. And maybe it's because we're in the middle of the holidays now mm-hmm. that I feel kind of nostalgic. But I really loved when we had Santa. Santa was fun. 
Santa. And and that's an interesting story. The homeless shelter in Reedsburg, which unfortunately I believe is no longer mm-hmm. in operation, Safe Harbor, came to us because their original location it didn't quite work out for them for some reason. It ba- they bailed. They didn't want to do it. It was going to be at the... Theater, wasn't it? No, it was going to be at the ice cream parlor, the big store oh. plaza. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, it didn't work out with the hours or, or they, they changed their mind. There might have been a health-related reason, too. I don't even know. But they they came to us because we were kind of the next physically closest available large room, which the place used to be a dance studio mm-hmm. before we opened the coffee shop. So it, it was, used to be, before that, though, the original was the Toggery. Yes. The men's clothing store. As the Toggery, it was one building. It was one business in the entire building. Somewhere in between the Toggery and the dance studio, a wall was built separating that building into two separate businesses. They came to us and they asked us if we could host their it was a it was a fundraiser for the for the homeless shelter in which kids could come and meet Santa and they would take pictures. And we were so early in business we jumped at the opportunity to have people come to our place and it was really, really fun. We sold a lot of hot chocolates. <laughs> we did. That helped tremendously <laughs> we did to we pay did. rent <laughs> mm-hmm. because at that point it was obviously November or December probably early early to mid-December now they think about it and we had been in the throes of very early business issues as sometimes people have and it was it was a much needed shot in the arm definitely and it was so much fun and we then for many years afterwards, not just with the business, but personally, we were connected with the homeless shelter right. for a number of years. Right. I sat on the board, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. It was a learning experience. It was a got me out of my comfort zone and put me into some things that I didn't think I'd ever do. But I'm happy and grateful for those moments. We volunteered for many of their fundraisers a lot of a lot of them i would say even the vast majority of them did not include the coffee shop or right. weren't in place in the coffee shop things like their their stand at the pioneer days and Bowling. also uh their their superhero run that they had their was that a 5k or something along yeah. those lines they had a bowling thing that we went to they also had the not the Harlem Globe Trotters, but no, the the Harlem All Stars. That's what they were. Yep, they're the offshoot of the yes. Globe Trotters, which was at one of the schools, and also that was a big event. Also, the football game mm-hmm. with the Wounded Warrior football team. Right, that was a really fun day too. We right. we did so many things with that group, and it's unfortunate that the house. The house is no longer, well, the house is there, but it, it's now a private house. It's no longer what it once was. We we believed very strongly in the shelter and, and their ideals. So so back to the top five. Yeah. I, I did mention five things, but one of the big things that mm-hmm. came from Kettle and Cup as well is obviously all of our connections and friends, but you and Jake and, and the band and mm-hmm. 
it's amazing when you think about all of the offshoots that have happened. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't take, we can't take total credit for that. I but take all credit. <laughs> I don't know. We we could get Jake on and he might agree. I, don't I know. take all credit. I mean, another offshoot is we gained a son-in-law because of the because of the coffee shop we sure did he looked a lot different in those early days if you look back at the photos please do go to our facebook page which is facebook.com kettle and cup k-e-t-t-l-e-n-c-u-p if you wanted to look over the old photos they're all still there and they'll be there until facebook takes the page down hopefully they never do because yeah there's so many great memories and many things that happened because of kettle and cup like I said, family and friends and connections and friends that became like family or did become family. Sure. So it, it was a cool place. So the events, you mentioned the events. Right. You mentioned the connections or right. the social atmosphere mm-hmm. that surrounded the coffee shop and, and, of course, us and everybody else that was there. So that's two things. What else? What else did you, when you look back, you look back fondly? The, the time that we got to work together. Mm-hmm. We we had five years of working solely together, living off from money that should have been used other ways <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that we will never could, get back. <laughs> sure could use it now. <laughs> <laughs> but we we got to spend a lot of our year, our early years together. Oh, we got engaged. Mm-hmm. At the coffee shop. We did. We did. I got down on one knee and proposed. By the espresso machine. Yes. Yes. I quite nearly proposed to the espresso machine. I was so half crazed in the middle of the holiday season. And I was I was waiting for the, the, the perfect moment. Never happens when you have teenagers. No. Don't even try. Oh, my gosh. I was like, could there be one day where somebody isn't driving us crazy? And Never. So I just had to... I wanted you to didn't have... I didn't I'm sorry to interrupt you but didn't I even like wear your coat outside one time and you had the ring I had the ring since Thanksgiving and I didn't even I never knew I and never saw it from Thanksgiving until just before Christmas Eve because mm-hmm. I wanted you to have the ring for Christmas mm-hmm. so from Thanksgiving until Christmas Eve I had the ring in my coat, in my pants, in my hand. I had the I had the ring at the ready and I was just waiting for like, oh, this is a great day. There was no arguments or fights with these kids. This is perfect. Let's go ahead. And so finally I said to you, I've been waiting for the perfect time and it's never going to get any more perfect than this. Mm-hmm. And yes, that was just before Christmas and 10 years ago. Yes. And we also got married during the time that we had the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. There and was a wedding at the coffee shop. We had a wedding at the coffee shop. A good friend of yours, mm-hmm. yeah, Steve and, and Christian, they yeah. got married right in the right in the coffee shop, right on the stage. We had a grandbaby during the time that we were in the coffee shop. There, there was at least one baby shower at the coffee shop. Yes, I there might have been a couple. Yeah, we had cool things happen there. Yes, we did. We did. I would like to say that when I look back at the coffee shop, and I remember fondly, is the actual decor of the coffee shop. 
it definitely progressed as we spent more time there. It did. It did. It was really cool to begin with, but it got more cool as time went on. And quirky. And quirky, yeah. <laughs> there were things that were on the wall that you wouldn't expect to see on the wall or, you know, in the ceiling that you wouldn't expect to see. That sort of stuff was was very unique in terms of what Reedsburg had ever seen before. Right. I know a lot of people came in and would say, it feels like we're somewhere else, like a big yeah, city. Yeah. They didn't feel like they were in Reedsburg anymore. Well, not only that, but there were people who had seen images and videos of the shop thanks to Facebook. Mm -hmm. And they came to see it in person and couldn't believe how small it was. Right. We really they presented it, it well and, and large. Yeah, they thought it was bigger than it was. I really enjoyed the events, but I really just enjoyed being there. Right. I also remember when we first started serving food. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that that didn't happen right away. No, it was a big leap for us because all we had for many months was coffee and pastries like scones and cinnamon rolls and muffins. And a chocolate. Yes. Oh, those were so good. Yes. But it man was, does not live by coffee alone. No, and it was very scary. I know I was very scared to add the food. I love to cook, but I was afraid that people wouldn't like it, number one. And number two, I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to keep up with the orders. There were times when it was hard. Mm -hmm. There were times when there were large orders and it was a challenge to keep up with them. That's mm -hmm. very true. There were times we really didn't have a good gauge of how busy that was going to be. And sometimes it was phenomenally busy mm -hmm. and sometimes it was not. And unfortunately, those of you out there who might work in food business, mm -hmm. whatever that is, the service industry that includes food, restaurant or bistro or whatever, understand that when it comes to food, there is a very limited shelf life for your inventory. Right. And it was it was hard to gauge what you needed from day to day. Mm -hmm. So I just had a huge amount of anxiety about it. And once we got things up and going, it seemed like everybody liked our food and we had repeat customers. So I felt much better about it. We sure did. We even catered a couple of events mm -hmm. with kettle and cup food, which mm -hmm. was, that was kind of um, nerve wracking because mm -hmm. we weren't really a catering business. But I think that we did pretty well with those. I remember some trays of things going out the door mm -hmm. that were going to different events, wraps and things that you had mm -hmm. made that you had cut up all fancy like. We didn't have a very big production. Mm -mm, no, no. And we really didn't have much that we were working with. Nope. So it is amazing to me now when I think about what we did do in the little space. And it amazes me what we could do with a panini press. Panini press, a microwave, and a pizza oven. Don't say anything about the microwave. People don't like microwaves. Listen, <laughs> again, listeners out there, 
every restaurant is using a microwave and they have been for probably 30 years. Some of them call them convection ovens. Well, they're using them. Don't think for a second that there isn't somebody who's reheating the soup from earlier in a microwave. Well, anyway. They're using them. We're not going to get into that. But it was also very terrifying to make sure that you had good product, and that was expensive. It was hard to have that that fine line of what can we charge to still make money but not charge too much so people won't come in. That's very true. It was so scientific and mathematic and I just wanted to make a sandwich. No offense to you Reed's Burgers out there, but you got to know that we tried really hard to keep costs down and quality up and that's right. not easy. It's not easy in any in any environment, but um Kudos. sometimes there are people who uh maybe have a little bit more discernment in terms of their experience as far as going to places and what to expect to spend for what they get. And sometimes in small towns, they don't have that same viewpoint. So it was really hard for us to charge things. I mean, if you looked at things, uh, and, and I don't want to get too far into the weeds with our prices because I don't remember all of our prices. No, I don't either. But if you recall the size of the salad that we had, that we were only charging like, what, seven bucks? Yeah, I think maybe it was eight bucks by the time we closed. I yeah, don't even know. Yeah. And well, again, that maybe lent towards our closing of the doors. Who knows? <laughs> right. Um, well, it kudos to people like I think of Jason Pettit, another connection that we made while having the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. He, he he has grown an amazing business. And I'm so glad that he's been able to stay afloat in a small town like Reedsburg. And thank you, Reedsburg, for supporting that. Oh, absolutely. Over the years, I have determined that maybe I don't give a glowing recommendation to places in Reedsburg only because there are maybe (laughs) some people out there who are contrarian to what I suggest. So... If I've not mentioned really great places in that town over the years that we've had the podcast, it's only because I don't want to be some sort of kiss of death to some places just because we endorse them. I I understand what you're saying. There are some amazing places, and I mentioned Jason's mm-hmm. restaurant, um, Jay's Pub. There are others that oh, yeah. do a fine job. and You can't live in a town that size without going to the businesses in, the, in that town. I mean, we frequented many of them while we were, Mm -hmm. you know, while we were open even Mm -hmm. and after. And, you know, we always kind of joke it's the town of one (laughs) and it still kind of is, you know, and Mm -hmm. um, we're down here in Florida now. So uh, we are obviously not frequenting. But if we would get back up there, I would still go to some of those places because I enjoyed them then and I would still enjoy them. This is very true. This is very true. And that is another one of those connections that we made. It was the other business owners. And there were very many of them, many, many business owners who were very helpful and very welcoming in the beginning and even throughout. Mm -hmm. There were many business owners that came and had meetings in our shop Mm -hmm. with other clients and even just bringing family members there. And that was always a, a big deal to us. A lot of people have an idea in terms of 
what a coffee shop should bring to the community. And in terms of the events that we had and in terms of the things that, that we promoted, we did live up to a number of those things. However, there were a lot of things outside of that that we had, which I thought were really cool events. Now, I mentioned the Santa Claus thing earlier, which was, I thought, right up there. But aside from having musicians perform on the stage, which we had countless, there is no way that I could actually sit here and go over all of them. There are musicians from around the country mm-hmm. who came and performed at the coffee shop. There were also other things that happened there. There was poetry. There was writer's nights. We had meet the artist. We had meet or we had meet the author. We had we had meet the artist as well because we would do we would showcase an mm-hmm. artist for each month. Mm-hmm. We had Justin Woods who was our resident artist, but we had featured artists every month, and we would do a meet the artist night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there were a number of times when we had meet the author. We had people who had come to just set up a table, perhaps sell some books, sign some books, talk about their work. That happened more than one time there at the shop, and that was always fun, too. We had politicians. We did have politicians there. When I think back of the coffee shop, I also think fondly about the fact that our kids were so young. Mm -hmm. They were so young, and we did have, I think, a really good environment for kids Mm -hmm. because we wanted to have our own kids there. Mm Mm-hmm. So it wasn't uncommon to see kids working on a jigsaw puzzle or doing their homework. I remember that Cameron had an issue with some math and there was a a gentleman there at the time who actually helped her with her math right there in the coffee shop. Remember that? Right. That was actually Ryan Martin's older brother. Right. Who helped her out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Ryan, Magic Ryan, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. That was cool. I, I think about, I think about all the little things that that happened there, which we tried to convey to everybody that it was just an experience being there with other people, who all wanted to have. You know, we all we all had the same thing in mind. That was just to enjoy each other, and and yes, the coffee was maybe just an excuse to have everybody in one place conversing and and enjoying each other well and um, even though there were all those happy things we actually did have a couple of sad things that happened during our time this is true and we had kids come and kind of mourn their friend that had gone away and we had um, that happened more than once right we had our jeff who was doing our open mic and he passed away yep he passed away during the time that we had the shop, and that was really sad. And, and we had people come and have a little memorial and some time to reflect and mourn the loss of him. And so the coffee shop was multifaceted and helped a lot of people through happy times and sad times and mm-hmm. just mediocre times. I do want to take a quick moment to discuss there were a lot of people who came in on a very regular basis uh, Matt Nigren being mm-hmm. one and Dave Amdell being another and of course 
the entire ID clan, mm -hmm. one or another of them, and many of them at many times, which we are grateful and indebted to all of them. Mm -hmm. But I do want to take a moment and single out those wonderful people who came in on the other side of the counter mm -hmm. and helped us out. Bailey. Tara. Tara, she was awesome <laughs> Bailey was awesome too yes oh yeah 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 but I, I thought we were they just ping-ponging the names because <laughs> yeah there was also Shawnee Shawnee and Doug and Doug yep and uh, there were a few times that Hannah Wagner helped out mm -hmm. but do you remember who okay I'm gonna go back to the quiz do you remember who the first person was besides you or I that we left in charge of the coffee shop Shawnee and Doug no Cameron no Kathy Greenwood? No. The first person that we left in charge. Alicia? No. I don't know. Okay. There was a day where we had a quick meeting that we had to attend to. M your mom. A couple mom. of doors over. No. No. Not my mom. A couple of doors over. And so we decided that we would go over there. But we didn't want to actually close the shop because the meeting was only supposed to be about a half an hour. And so we took the most responsible person in the room and said, just make sure that everybody's okay. Let them know that we'll be back in about 15, 20 minutes. You're in charge. Natasha Stotts. Oh, yeah. And when we came back, the place was full of people. <laughs> and Natasha was scared. <laughs> Natasha was awesome, actually. She contributed a lot to our poetry night and she was there for open mic a few times to recite her own poetry. She's she's gone on in college, and as well as Bailey and Tara, of and course, so many. Um, I don't mean to specifically single out Natasha, but I thought that that was a, a funny moment that mm -hmm. that happened, where she had no idea coming in that day to have her coffee that she was going to be in charge of the store. I remember leaving Doug in charge one time. I'm telling stories on Doug. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll listen to this and get the same chuckle we got. One of the days that we left him and we went to lunch or something, or maybe we went to the bank. Who knows? It was a short trip away from the coffee shop. And Doug had been working side by side with us for a little while. So he he knew the ropes. But for some reason, when we left, that totally sent him into a spin literally and <laughs> yes we did come back to find him spinning was, in place he was overwhelmed and he was just kind of doing a circle like what do I do next what do I do next what I don't know what to do and I'm like Doug Doug come back come back to us you know and we all chuckle about it now but at the moment he was very overwhelmed and I, I think part of that is because he just wanted us to succeed as much as we wanted to succeed and he was afraid if he messed up that it was going to just make the place implode but I really feel like that that sort of integrity was was definitely a part of everybody who helped us out along the way mm -hmm. they all wanted and not just the people behind the counter which I would like to talk about just a, a little bit more of course but everybody that came in and attended events or were regulars for whatever their special drink was, which we we had them memorized, and unfortunately these years have passed, and we don't. The white have them zombie all. was a favorite of many. There was a time when people would walk into the door, and we knew who they were, mm -hmm. what they wanted, mm -hmm. and could get started on it right away. 
Well, before Tara worked for us, yes, we knew that she wanted a caramel brevet. Was it a caramel or vanilla? Vanilla brevet. See, uh. <laughs> it's coming back. It's all coming back. <laughs> so those of you out there who may be listening who were regulars, or if you know somebody who was a regular and maybe talks about the special place that is was, is in our hearts, Kettle and Cup, we really are truly grateful. We are truly grateful for everybody who, who did what they could in means of supporting us. And, of course, in any town, especially the size of, of Reedsburg, it is it is hard to keep a business going. It really is, and it requires a lot of work. And there were a lot of people who did want to see us succeed, and we are we are so happy that that we had that we had experienced that. Yes, I agree. It was a challenge. We were, I think, a bit too progressive for Reedsburg, and maybe that was part of our downfall. But nonetheless, we enjoyed every minute. Even some of those very stressful moments when people saw a meltdown or a moment where we wanted to wring our kids' necks or each other's necks or, you know, just got exasperated by the situation, we still plowed through it and made things happen. Right. Absolutely. And there, as you had mentioned, we worked together, we lived together, we got married during the time that we were there, and there were moments where you can't help but bring a little bit of the shop home or bring a little bit of home into the shop. Mm-hmm. And very early on in our relationship, there there were growing pains as there are in every relationship. And <laughs> there were people who knew us pretty well and knew that, you know, maybe they didn't know the reasoning behind it, but they knew that we were at odds about something. And that was pretty obvious to everybody who knew us well enough. And there was no way that we could really hide that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people did get invested in us as 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 I remember, a couple. I remember, I think it was Kathy who said, all right, you guys, hug and make up. Knock it off. <laughs> and it was a moment that was needed. And we did realize that whatever the fight was for that day was petty and we just needed to move on. But, yes, there are moments with everybody and if if you say that there isn't I will call you a liar <laughs> so petty in fact that I don't even remember what it was about I don't either I'm, I'm sure, sure I did something wrong <laughs> I was gonna say I'm sure it was kid related well, yes <laughs> and probably money related because we were broke well broke 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 when you talk about the sad parts of of kettle and cup that was one thing we we tried not to let it get to us we tried to be as professional as we could but yeah there were there were some very stressful moments, um, money related, and it's funny because there were some times in in the five years that we were in business where things were really really tight, and then all of a sudden we would get a call from somebody like say Jesse Lynn, you know, hey guys, I'm coming to town, you know, in a couple of weeks, and I'd really love to do a show there, you know, or a text message or a, a instant message on on Facebook or and it fermentation was, fest. Oh, gosh, we banked on that considerably. Yeah. I wish there would have been a fermentation fest every month or every <laughs> quarter at least. Well, I know as well as you do that Jay and Donna couldn't survive that themselves. No. However, 
it, it almost had seemed like when when things got to be really insurmountable, then something would come and throw us a lifeline for just a little while longer. And another connection that we had made through through the coffee shop was some of the other business owners, as you had mentioned, mm-hmm. and BJ and Sarah Ganim, who were also our neighbors. Um, they threw us that lifeline, and and we were able to stay open a little bit longer. With a different format. Mm-hmm. Another year. Under their wings of shelter within their store. When we closed our original location, we did have that lifeline and we ended up in Blue Heron. And it was a fun time. It was not as fun as the original place because we weren't having the music and the events and you weren't there. Yeah, was I was different. doing it on my own. And it was... It was a challenge, but it was it was also a good thing for me to be able to do it on my own. Going back to the folks that we had helping us out behind the counter. Yes. So Saturdays, we had hoped that we would be able to have the employees work for us on Saturdays so that we could at least have, this was while we were in business for a couple of years at this point, and we could start having a little bit of time to ourselves. So that was how it was. We had gotten Tara and Bailey. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Tara longer. Mm-hmm. She started earlier and she lasted a little bit longer. And she was great. She was very responsible. Not mm-hmm. not in any way making comparisons between anybody who worked for us. But she was really great and responsible. And I think that she really enjoyed having the position. And then Bailey came along and Tara and Bailey were opposites in many ways uh, personality wise and if you saw of course the two of them standing side by side quite opposite Uh, it was always fun to see the interactions between the two and a little bit of the hierarchy between the two of them Tara was definitely in charge there's no (laughs) no doubt about that Um, oh but then we threw Cameron in the mix, and oh my goodness, he yes. thought she thought she was in charge. Yes. Oh my goodness. It was, it was quite an experience. But we really did, we really did enjoy having them there. And it was always sad that, as things were were closing up, and and we didn't know, of course, that on the horizon was the move to Blue Heron, that we had to let Tara and Bailey go mm-hmm. as is the case with business but you get really close I mean we were close with with you know Tara's mom and Tara's grandma of course mm-hmm. and uh, Bailey's mom used to come into the shop as well mm-hmm. you know so you get close to them as employees and their families as well and I still converse with Doug on occasion now and then he and and his wife Gloria and their children it's it's nice to see you know that everybody's and of course through social media you see that with with everybody too right. it's nice to see how everybody's doing right i was just going to mention that i kind of see all of them through social media i've messaged a couple of times to the girls and checking in on them it's been a while so i apologize mm-hmm. i need to be better about that <laughs> so i think that we should probably wrap this episode up 10 years of kettling cup and i just want to say that from me specifically I never expected in my lifetime to 
own my own business and run my own business. And if I was to do that sort of thing at that point in my life, I never would have thought that it was going to be a coffee shop. So it was all brand new for me and it was quite the adventure. Mm -hmm. And throughout all of it for myself, I can say that I was as optimistic as I could possibly be given all of the circumstances and I then feel like I am really grateful for all of the things, all of the pluses, all of the the great moments and we really don't have the time to go through all of them. There were just so many, so many things and so many people and so many experiences and if I had to do over again, now this is just me talking, if I had to do over again, I would do it. I would totally do it, knowing the good that came out of it, knowing the benefits of of getting to know everybody and having those experiences. I would definitely do it over again. I, however, don't always sit on the same bench as Alex. (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot of work. I remember in the beginning, you know, we would be working through these days 12 14, 16 hours, and we never kept track of all the hours in. I know you did, but you never told me, which was good, because I probably would have hung it up way before we did. (laughs) But I do agree that I would do it again. I really would. I mean, I, it was hard work, but it was so rewarding. And the connections made it so worth it. So would I do it again? I probably would. Crazy, crazy, crazy thinking this way, but I probably would. And it just brought us so many memories and so many awesome moments. And I would not trade those in for, you know, not having them, I guess. But I agree that maybe we were just ahead of our time. But I think if we waited till now, we're we're older and probably wouldn't want to put in those crazy hours. <laughs> no, to say that I would do it again doesn't mean that I would do it again now. <laughs> <laughs> if I had some sort of Kurt Vonnegut time quake where I went back and, and had to relive that moment again as an observer, I think that uh, I would be okay with that. So you've been questioning me throughout, and I know we're trying to wrap up. Oh, that's fine. I have a question. Sure. What would you do different? That's a great question. I think that one of the things that I would do different is I probably would have started with food Mm -hmm. and maybe scaled back the menu just a little bit so that it wasn't as big so that we didn't have to buy as much stuff. That's one thing for certain that I would have done. Also, I would have worked towards owning the property rather Mm -hmm. than renting the property. Now, these are all business things, right? Mm -hmm. I would have done that. I would have gotten a loan rather than financing the whole thing myself, ourselves. Uh, That's one thing for... Those are three things for certain that I would do differently. In terms of how we ran the shop and how, you know, our, our, our credo and our motto for the business... I would not change any of that at all. I think that one of the things that I did learn, and I don't want to get too dark, but one of the things I did learn is that not everybody who claims to want to be your friend really is. Mm -hmm. And maybe I was a little too trusting of some people. 
Of course I won't name names for that. They know who they are. Mm-hmm. They knew that they were taking advantage of us. And, and also there were door-to-door salespeople, things like that, who came in. And, and yeah, it's it starts out the moment you open a business, people come in asking for something. We Donations. hadn't even made our first sale or our first dollar, and we had someone come in asking for a donation. I just about fell over on the floor. <laughs> now, make no mistake, we are charitable people. We continue to be charitable people. We have donated to GoFundMes and things of that nature. We don't flaunt it. We don't make a big deal about it, but we, we have continued to do so. So it isn't that we didn't want to donate or to help out other causes or, or things of, of that nature. We we most certainly did, and we continued to do so. But mm-hmm. I think that we we felt obliged a lot more than we really needed to be. You had told me at one point that when you were younger, you wanted to have a coffee shop. I don't know that I always thought it would be a coffee shop. I definitely wanted to have a restaurant or uh, a cafe, mm-hmm. something where I was cooking. As I said before, I love cooking. I love making people happy with food. But the coffee shop seemed like that was the route. And and even though we didn't do food right away, mm-hmm. it was still making something for somebody and hopefully making them happy with that. Sure. Well, I think there were plenty of happy people. I think so, too. And I do still hear from people who had great experiences there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I do hear that they miss it. Mm -hmm. Do you miss it? I miss some things about it. Yeah, same here. I also, along that line with hearing from people, I hear from people who never went there that mm. wished they had. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. When I was working at the hospital, because eventually we did go back to work. Right. And uh, when I was working there, you know, people had heard of it and they're like, oh, you owned it? Yeah, I owned it. Oh, I wish I would have gone there. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but well, even some of the, you know, some of the people that didn't live in Reedsburg that went there loved it. Yes. Yes, it was it was well loved. It was well loved. And it is missed, but there's always the memories. And thanks to social media, there's always access to the memories, mm-hmm. which is nice. I, I did go through some photos not terribly long ago, I think sometime around October, actually, because of the 10-year mm-hmm. anniversary. And I, I did look at a few things and I was pleasantly surprised at some of the photos with the with the book. Mm-hmm. And the people who are holding the book. We still have it. We do still have the book. We don't have a lot of stuff, but we do have the book. We, When we moved, we purged a lot. Yes. But we did keep the book. The book we still have. And we... Uh, we also made a really cool coffee table for Alicia and Lucas for their yes. wedding mm-hmm. with the sign. Yes, the outdoor sign. The outdoor sign, this was the back door sign, exists it's in coffee table form. Yes, and they had it at their wedding, which was so appropriate since they met there. Yes, yes, and that was fun. That and, was. and again, we Lucas did raise a glass and toast of the, the coffee shop, mm-hmm. which he did say was responsible for the two of them meeting, and, and that is very true. Yes. We can, we can take that because mm-hmm. never would we have probably met Lucas any other way. Right. So... Well, it's been nice to go down memory lane. 
I do have one request of people who are listening. Okay. First, share this. Yes. And second, I would love to hear from people and what their favorite memories were mm-hmm. from Kettle and Cup. Absolutely. You can always email us, kettleandcup at gmail.com. We do post this on our social media page uh, individually, as well as, of course, for the podcast, the Porter Notes podcast. And it would be great to hear from some of you. And it would be nice to see some interaction, some of the things that maybe we didn't talk about. There are so many things in the five years that it was in business 10 years ago. We can't really touch on everything. Well, and what meant something to us may not be the highlight to somebody else. Right. We don't know what maybe some of those highlights were for them. Right. were ordinary for us. Maybe you were a performer. Maybe you are a performer now and got your start there. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a photographer. Maybe you're some other sort of artist or poet and it all stemmed there. Or maybe it's just the mythos that is Kettle and Cup that has affected you in some way. Just let us know. Yeah, it'd be great to hear from you. Well, maybe 10 years from now, we'll have another little remember when. Sure. It'd be kind of nice. And again, thank you to everybody out there who helped make that dream a reality for us. Absolutely. It was a fantastic journey and a wonderful piece of our book of life. So until next time, this is Alex. This is Lori. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Thank you.